Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Here we are kicking off hour two of Tiger Tailgating on the campus of Louisiana State University. As you heard in front of the Athletic Administration building, phone lines are open at 504-260-1870. LSU and Southeastern. The Backyard Brawl kicks off tonight in Death Valley at 6 o'clock. One of my favorite prep guys and also one of my favorite guys on the Southeastern Lions radio network, Alan G. Waddell, joining us right now. You hear him on Friday nights on, on WWL. Like uh, that's his Twitter handle, Alan G. Waddell. Okay. Is there another Alan Waddell out there? Is that why you had to go with the G? I guess so. I had to throw that G in there. there All the go. other Twitter handles were taken. You hear him on Friday nights during <laughs> our All-State Sugar Bowl prep football roundup coverage. Outstanding stuff uh, on that show with Seth Dunlap and Alan Waddell and their talented group of, uh, of prep reporters. But talking Southeastern today, LSU and, and, and the Lions, Tigers and Lions, oh, my, we don't need a bear. I said that before. But tell us a little bit about uh, LSU's opponent in Southeastern Lions. Got off to uh, kind of a rough start last week. Well, thanks for having me, first of all, guys. Uh, glad to be here, and I'm glad that you all found a little bit of shade here. Yeah. It's pretty warm it out there today warm. over Toasty. here in Baton Rouge. But, yeah, Southeastern opened up last week against an FBS opponent and ULM out of the Sun Belt. A lot of people think ULM is going to be – this is going to be the best team they've had since they moved up to FBS. Wow. It was, it, was a good team. it was a good game a week ago. Southeastern had a chance to send in an overtime on a last-second field goal. The kick mm -hmm. got blocked, uh, so it didn't work out that way. But a, a new coaching staff, a uh, new quarterback – Offense looks completely different. Uh, a year ago, it was really a run-heavy offense. Uh, in week one, Southeastern threw for over 350 yards, had four touchdowns. They have a transfer quarterback from Fresno State and Chasen Virgil. Wow. Uh, Chasen Virgil actually started 16 games at Fresno State and actually started a year ago in Tuscaloosa at Alabama. So he's played in some big environments. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, they have some transfer players on this team. Pat Allen was a, a guy who played significant stats for Georgia a year ago on the offensive line. He's going to play left tackle. For Southeastern, uh, Xavier Lee—I um, uh, <laughs> just lost, lost my train. Right. Xavier Lee had lost his. Uh, it happens he, to me all the time. That's right. He, he's <laughs> he's going to play cornerback uh, for for Southeastern. Mm -hmm. He's a transfer from right here at LSU. Yep, you know, he went sure to East St. John. Yep. A very good player. He actually got ejected in the first half against ULM for targeting. So he's going to be out the first half. No, no, he, he got ejected in the first half, so he can play. Okay. Okay. Uh, as his, so his half to sit out was the second half. So I he sat you. out the second half against ULM. So Xavier will be good to go, and we'll start the game at corner for Southeastern. But Coach Frank Selfo uh, brings a ton of knowledge. He's been yeah. a lot of places. He's coached at Tulane, Louisiana Tech, Arizona. He's been in the NFL with the Jaguars yep. organization. He's coached Nick Foles. He's coached Blake Bortles. He's been all over the country, and he's in year one for Southeastern. I'm a Selfo fan myself. So, Alan, look, you want, I'm, 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 he's going to impress you real quick. I talked about his uh, prep knowledge, right? Tell me about watching our, our games that he played in when he was when he was in high school. What I can remember, well, not in high school, but I can remember him uh, on a long touchdown run here against Notre Dame mm. for a touchdown. I remember that. And then uh, 
You went to Eric no, OP nope. Walker. OP Walker. OP Walker. Yeah. That's what I thought. I think uh, did y'all. You know, I'm from Ponchatoula. I think y'all played we Ponchatoula whenever you were in school. We we, I watched you play when I was just a young kid. Yep. 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 I remember that. I, was, I was a little hurt, but I still kind of, you know, um, I mean, I hate to say it, put it on you guys a little bit. No, no <laughs> doubt. No. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm Alan Hadell, part of the Southeastern Lions radio network. So this fan base, uh, strong for, for, for the Lions. And it's interesting because this baseball rivalry is fun. Yeah. Because it's a little bit more competitive. Yeah. The football one is not not so much. So for Southeastern, what are they looking to take away from this game? Well, you know, talking to Coach Selfo this week and his message to his team and is really, you know, we want to come in here and play our best game we can play. And if it's good enough to win, great. If it's not, we'll turn the page and get ready for Southland Conference play next week. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a talented football team that comes in here. It's a smaller level school. They don't have as many scholarships. A lot of these guys that are on Southeastern's roster, I'm sure, when they were younger, dreamed about playing in this stadium. So I think I'm sure the first half, uh, they're certainly going to be amped up. But does depth come into play and things of that nature? I do think LSU is going to come into this game and try to throw the football, try yep. to work on throwing mm -hmm. the football in this game with Auburn coming up next week. I think that helps Southeastern a little bit because one of the strengths of our team is in our secondary, not that big up front and then the front seven so I think LSU if they wanted to and, and at some point in this game they probably don't want to just turn around and hand the football off Southeastern is going to have a little trouble stopping that but if they come out and try to throw the ball we have some guys that can get to the quarterback and uh, we have some uh, and we have some good guys in the back end that can play the football I had a couple of interceptions a week ago so uh, against a very talented quarterback for ULM and I know a lot of people might not know him but Caleb Evans is one of the top players in the Sun Belt and ULM averaged over 40 points a game a year ago so Southeastern held them to 34 on their home opener uh, I know they gave up a lot of yards, but they played really good defense in the red zone. So, now look, with that being said, I, I know you said that Southeast is kind of undersized in front seven, if you will. You know, one of the things that, that K-Dog and I have been talking about is the fact that our offensive line needs to get a little bit better when it comes to run blocking and pass protection. How do you think, you know, Southeast is going to do in, in regards to challenging LSU's offensive line? Well, I'll tell you, the defensive coordinator for Southeastern is a guy named Louis Chofi. Mm -hmm. uh, he has over 20 years of NFL experience, but it's his first year being a college coordinator. So he's the uh, he's been a secondary coach most places he's been. And what we saw last week against ULM was it's a lot of odd man front, mm -hmm. but they bring a lot of pressure and a lot of exotic pressures. So, you know, you'll have corners blitzing, safeties blitzing, uh, dropping linemen back into coverage. So it's a lot of exotic looks you'll see out of that. And so it, it's a it's an NFL look, you know, and some of the things they're going to do defensively. Mm -hmm. It's just whether the personnel, where instead of you know when LSU's playing in the SEC, they're going to line up against guys that are 300, 320 yeah, pounds across the mano front. Mano, but basically. for Southeastern, it's more 275, 280. Yeah. Good players, just a little undersized. Gotcha. gotcha. Alan, I'm not going to let you get out of here without talking a little prep football, especially okay. from last night. Yeah, um, yeah. Hanville losing to Eric, man, that's a, that's a big win. For and, you know, I feel I feel bad. I, you know, I said Eric to him. I had Eric on my mind. That's yeah. all. I saw Eric. Look, one of my, my one of my good friends, Marcus Scott, the head coach over there. I'd say I had a chance. To interview him last night on our program mm -hmm. and uh they were impressive christian you know they went on the road week one and, and kind of got it beat up by western road but certainly a tough place to play especially in week one taking that long trip up there but Arid has really challenged themselves right out of the gate yep. they went western row they played hornville last night and they're gonna play destrahan next week yep. but uh i'll tell you Arid, they looked the part they are big and physical and long and athletic and to shut out a Hanville team that they're, they're reeling a little bit because of the suspension with well, Andrew Robeson yeah. and, and Coach Salt getting suspended. A lot of bit. I'm yeah. a little sore over I, that, I'll be honest I, with you. I am too. My, my, my Hanville Tigers, I call my Hanville Tigers because I put, a, put my son through Hanville High School. I graduated uh, 2017. But the, I just, I got, I'm really sore over that because I think it's way too much for the student athlete. Yes. All right. And I think it's way too much for a coach. Yes. Especially. Four games in an entire year. Yeah. You're jeopardizing his future. I, I just don't like it. I don't like it at all. I think it's, I mean, I, I think that's just, you know, it's, it's a second coming to the NCAA, which I don't really, 
agree with a lot of their suspensions and things that they have going on. So uh, Salter Formaggio is one of the greatest high school coaches we've ever had here in Louisiana, and he does not deserve that kind of treatment. No. Well, my, my comment on the deal is, and, you know, we're sitting here talking with Herb, who had a con- tremendous career here at LSU, but I bring up one high school game, he remembers that game. So my point is, Andrew Overson never gets his senior year back. You don't right. get a chance don't to redo that. You know, I mean, those games are priceless in your lifetime. Whether he goes on to play college football sure, or not, right. I think he's good enough to do that. Yeah. But if he doesn't or not, there's nothing like running out that tunnel on Friday night with your friends and in the, in the front of your community, yep. and he got robbed of that opportunity, and I don't like it. I mean, I, I know they're going to have a, an appeal coming up, and hopefully they overturn it, but we'll, we'll see yeah. how that plays out. Absolutely. So through two weeks of the prep season, what's, what's caught your eye? What's been the biggest surprise perhaps? You know, I parked right over here by uh, by U High Stadium, and I walked by and I made a comment to my buddy as I was walking. I said, "There's what, that's where the best high school team in the state of Louisiana plays, right there, because University High is something special. I mean, they are just beating up on everybody. Regardless of class? Yep. All classes. Regardless. Doesn't matter. They got seven of the top 20 players in Louisiana on that roster. Uh, they Michael Hollins, their tailback, is phenomenal. They have skill on defense. They put up 49 points on Southern Lab last night, who is incredibly talented in their own right. They put up 34 points in the Jamboree against Parkview Baptist. U-High just kind of jumps off the page, and it just yeah. kind of ties into where we're at right now on LSU's campus. Is they're special. Yeah. I'll take them against anybody in the country. Uh, right now, they are that in loaded. The in the country, they're loaded. Wow. They have absolutely. They are loaded. loaded. You're right. And then the other, they had another pr- premier game last night right here in Baton Rouge as well, as Catholic Cat- High yep. beat Zachary. Exactly. He was the two state mm-hmm. champs from a year ago. Zachary won 5A. Catholic High won Division One. Yep. And I kind of under – I feel like every year we kind of underplay Catholic. You know, they've, they've won two out of the last three state yep. championships. And every time they play a big team, I'll be the first to admit it. I say, ah, I think Zachary will probably win that one. And they just keep winning. Cameron Dartez, their yeah. quarterback special, and Catholic had a big win like that last night. Yeah, absolutely. Hey. So we're visiting with Alan Waddell, part of the Southeastern Lions Radio Network, also our prep analyst on WWL. And I want to ask you this, Alan. So – I heard you talking last night. Last year was a down year in state for recruiting mm-hmm. for, for LSU and just for and colleges in this state. It shouldn't be the case next year. This is maybe – I had a chance uh, last night, Lieber Keen, who's the, yeah. the owner of yep. Louisiana Football Magazine. Yep. He lovely. Was, he was on our program with us last night. He did a great job filling in for us. And But, Christian, he, he said that in his 30 years of doing this, this is, he thinks this is the deepest recruiting class that we've ever had in Louisiana. I mean, it's that good. Really? I mean, you just look. He would know. He would. Know. He would know. There's no doubt. He he's unbelievable. He lists out you know players and names yeah. and heights and weights like like nobody yeah. you've ever seen. But this is an incredible class. You know, you look on the you know where I'm from, right across the lake in Tangerville Parish, you have three blue chippers. The two kids that they meet, Ismael Sosher. You have Devontae Lee, who he's my yep. favorite player in the state. Uh, physical wide receiver, safety, whatever he might be, kind of a hybrid athlete. Then you have Trey Palmer, a five-star wide receiver out of Kentwood that's committed right here to LSU. Yep. And that's not even counting the number one player in America, Derek Stingley, Derek that's Stingley. playing right here in Baton Rouge for uh, Donald. Junior. Yeah, this is a spe- special, special recruiting class. It is. And, and I think what makes it unique is that everybody's going to want to hear about the guys that are coming here to LSU or, you know, going to Alabama. Yeah, you can have, they State. can't have them all. So there's right. some that run off to La Tech, uh, Southeastern, what have you. Well, just just today, just to tell you how, how special our state is and how many good players come to this state, on the way before I came up here, I was watching Mississippi State, and I'm yep. watching Mississippi yeah. State is playing uh, – who, who are they playing? Kansas State. Kansas State. Mississippi State's playing Kansas State. Starting at corner for Mississippi State is Cameron Dantzler, who's yep. from Hammond, went to St. Thomas Aquinas. Yep. And on the other side of the football, starting at defensive end uh, for Kansas State is Reggie Walker, who's from Ponchatoula. Two, two, right. two Tangerville Parish guys that didn't didn't make it here, didn't right. make it to LSU. They're right. playing somewhere but else. But they're playing big time, and they're going to have an opportunity to play in the NFL. Just Absolutely. like Puka Williams all the way out there to Kansas last year with Hanville. So, I mean, the right. talent in this state – 
is pretty amazing. Alan, we'll let you run, man. Thanks, all right? Hey, thanks for having me anytime. And line up. Yeah, hey, line up. Hey, I, I, I'm, I'm really excited line to see up. how this game plays. I'm excited <laughs> to be on the field for that atmosphere. That's cool. It's going to be really neat to be yeah, out there. it's going to be nice. And I, and I just hope Southeaster comes out, puts their best performance forward, and uh, puts, a good, puts a good product on the field and everybody's entertained. And we have a, we have a competitive football game. I think yeah. we will. I think we Alan will. Alan Waddell, part of the Thank Southeastern you, Lions. Radio Network, this is Tiger Tailgate, and Herb Tyler, Christian Garrick here on WWLAMFM.com. On the LSU campus at the Athletic Administration Building, and that's where you can find us if you're out looking for us on the campus of LSU. Phone lines are open at 504-260-1870. Text 870-870. Herb Tyler, former LSU quarterback. Herbert Tyler. It got shortened to Herb, as I've learned, when he came here to Baton Rouge. Baton Rouge. In high school, um, everybody called me Herbert Tyler. Um, and when I say everybody, newscasters, sure. or, you know, newspaper writers, that kind of stuff. And then when I got here, all of a sudden, uh, it was one game. I think it was um, my sophomore year, maybe Mississippi State or something like that. that that's when Herb Tyler was born. Did the, I, I guess the guy kept on saying Herbert Tyler, and then all of a sudden he just said, Let's Herb get Tyler. real. Let's get real. It's Herb you know Teasy. It's Herb Teasy. Well, it's always going to be Herb Teasy to the people that, that you know, that, that's right next to me. Let's right. say that. You know, and I think that was uh, – Brando, Mr. Brando. Tim Brando. Tim Brando. Oh, he shortened it. Yes, okay. I think it was him. Yeah. All right. Um, so Jeff- oh, Jefferson Pilot. I don't know if you remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So walk me through this, Herb. So last week the narrative going in was LSU was the underdog, right? Yep. Eighth ranked Miami, 25th ranked LSU. Go Tigers. We've got some Go Tiger, Tiger fans over here. There we go. Um, so they were the underdog. Now after beating a top 10 team, they vault all the way up to number 11 yep. in, the, in the polls. So you went from being an underdog to, to <laughs> now getting all the praise, mm-hmm. okay? So the, the coaching staff, I would imagine, reminded these players all week long. Yeah. Bring it down, baby. Exactly. Bring it down a notch. Look, that's that's all fine and dandy for, you know, for – Posters and the fans. Posters, fans, you know, TV, look at your charts and all that. All that. But the reality is we still got to get a lot better to be a part of the top ten and to be a significant um, challenger to, you know, Alabama, Georgia – Oh, you know, Mississippi State, Ole Miss. I mean, everybody that we play going down the gauntlet, this, this schedule that we have with Georgia uh, and Auburn as well. Um, so, I mean, look, th- right now I know what Coach O is saying. Guys, look, we're number 11 in the country, but that's what they think. We are going to take this one day, one week, one game at a time, one play at a time. If we don't do that and if we overlook that and we look past that and beyond that, Guess what we're going to do? We're not going to play well tonight. You'll have a Troy moment. You'll have a Troy moment. Exactly. We cannot have that ever again. Yeah, and look, I I get it. You know, they did a good job of surrounding, you know, not listening to the the naysayers last week going into the Miami game. I would would invite them to not listen to any of the – now the ones that are jumping on the bandwagon saying, hey, this team might be better than the one that you thought of. And look, here's the truth. Somewhere lies this. You probably beat a slightly over you, you beat a slightly overrated Miami football team uh-huh. that's lost four games in a row now going yep. back to last season. Yep. So yep. I yep. think that that's a big part of it as well. You saw them climb 14 spots from uh, 25 to 11. And now if I ask you this, I know the answer I'm going to get. But I'll, so I'll answer it first. Where will they finish? Will the Tigers finish closer to where they started at 25 or where they are currently ranked right now? And I think it'll be closer to 25. In that 18 mm-hmm. range, 19 range, when it's all 20, 20 range, when it's all said and done, I think I think it'll be in between, you know, somewhere between number 13 to 18. I think it'll be somewhere like that. And you know what? I think we're, to be honest with you, we are a pretty good team. We're not a great team. We're on our way to being 
really good team. We're good. We're going to be there. But I think we're going to have a couple of more surprise victories, to be honest with you. I don't think it's going to just stop at Miami. I think we can grow together. This team is starting to really come together and get, um, you know, in jail like we're supposed to. Um, and, and that's one of the things that, that, that are the intangibles of football. You know, when you can get all of the 22 guys on offense, defense together, and they can gel and play well together and, and, and kind of have each other's back, that's what tells the story. I don't think the X's and O's really do. It's more of how do you become one as a team and one heartbeat as, as you move forward through one the season. One team, one heartbeat. Do I sound like him? Go Tiger. One team, one heartbeat. Go Tigers. No repeat, uh, repeat Thursday. <laughs> I can't remember the schedule anyway. Look, that's tell one the truth, of the – Tell the truth Monday. And that's one of the most distinctive and best voices in college football. He will always be yes, entrenched he here as one of the greatest people at LSU. You know, what no I – No matter what happens to him. No, look, it hurt, I mean, Coach Ogeron, the man, yes. is awesome. Yeah. Right? As yeah. a coach, still to be determined, right? He's I mean, still to be determined what, what his overall – Ranking, if you will, if you rank him as a human being, he's up there, yeah, right? Yeah. As a coach, we'll find out. Well, I mean, that's, that's why if you if you're gonna, that's why you're pulling for him. Aside from the fact that he's a local guy, you are gonna pull for him, right? Because he's also just a good human being as well. He is, he is. But I mean, as a coach, I think he's proven himself in certain man, yeah. in, in aspects. I mean, he hasn't had that longevity as a Les Miles, but he's gonna get it. He's gonna get it. You'll see. All I right. think you'll see. Phone lines are open at 504-260-1870. Text eight seventy eight seventy. Our Blue Runner Foods. Opinion poll online for you at www.com. Should LSU play backup quarterback Miles Brennan in the matchup with Southeastern tonight at 6 o'clock kickoff? You can cast your vote online at www.com or call me at 504-260-1870. Text 878-70. Tiger tailgating here on the home of the Tigers, WWL. Welcome back to Tiger tailgating here on the campus of LSU. Yep. Athletic Administration Building is where you can find former LSU quarterback Herb Tyler and myself, Christian Garrick. Phone lines are open at 504 260 1870, text 87870. Want to talk a little Saints here, uh, real quick. Let's in, do it. In particular, the opener tomorrow against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I am issuing a challenge, a noise challenge to the Houdat Nation. I, I wrote about it online mm-hmm. at www.com. I've seen it in the Superdome roughly get around that 110, 111, 113 range, right, in decibel levels. By the way, anything over 85 sustained can cause some hearing damage. I think it takes about 100 and I want to say 150 decibel meters to ultimately uh, burst your, your eardrum. But the loudest stadium, and I've been, to, I've been to every one of them now in the NFL, the loudest stadium I've ever been in for, uh, for a game that I've witnessed is in Seattle and CenturyLink Field. I know Arrowhead and their fans broke the, the record. Man. So the 12th yeah, man. The 12th man. It's a lot. Look, and then there's Arrowhead who broke the record of 142.2 decibel meter uh-huh. leading a, about a year and a half, two years ago. And that's and outside. Then, yeah, that's, that's, that's outside. And inside, I would say – the Superdome is three. I want the decibel meter. There's no reason why the Houdat Nation can't make enough noise tomorrow yeah. to get to 120 on a decibel reading. I'm with you on that, Christian. I mean, I mean, that's what people have been dreading a lot. You know, just like here at Tiger Stadium, they would hate to come here because of the fans. And, and the, the Saints and the Houdat Nation has proven themselves to be one of the greatest places or most tough places to play in the NFL. Yeah, I mean, that, that dome field advantage, you got to get that back. And it starts in week one. I, I don't want yeah. – it got better last year towards the end when, when, when the Saints were rolling, but mm-hmm. I really want it to start and finish, uh, start in week one and finish in, in the final game, whatever that may be, whether it's in the postseason or in the regular season, it should be loud. I mean, there's no reason – the Houdat Nation has the, the, the best fans in the country, and they can represent – and they, look, they can help the Saints win ball games. It's yep. rare that a fan base can actually help teams win – their games. It happens down here in Death Valley. Yep. It happens in the Superdome. The Houdat Nation steps up tomorrow and makes a ton of noise. Look, the, the rule of thumb 
everybody going to work on Monday should be hoarse. Should you should be. not have a voice. Well, look, and the Saints are putting a good product on the field, so why not cheer that on, right? Right, right. They're doing everything possible. Phone lines are open at 504-260-1870. Text 870-870. Update on our Blue Runner Foods opinion poll asking if the LSU Tigers should play backup quarterback Miles Brennan in this game tonight against Southeastern. And right now, 67% of those voting yes. online say yes. Mm-hmm. 67%. Herb would be in the minority there saying well, no. Well, I mean, it depends. Like I want, said. There's a difference. Like meaning, you, like, you don't want meaningful snaps, right? Not right now. I, don't, I mean, meaningful snaps against Southeastern is taking away snaps. That's going to be meaningful for Brook Burrow against Auburn next week, okay. if that makes sense. Yeah. So, I understand that. I mean, I, I, don't, I just don't see Miles Brennan, unless Burrow gets hurt tonight, which God forbid, but I don't think that, you know, I don't see – I don't see Miles playing next week. I just don't. I mean, because I don't think Burrow is going to stink it up like, like you know, no, like you no. say three or four intercepts next week. No, the only reason why I think that you should get him some sort of meaningful snaps is because what if he gets injured? I yeah. hate to say that. Look, man. if he gets injured, he gets injured, and we just got to move on from there at that point. But right now, my guy is my guy. You know, did, I get what you're do saying. you see anybody else taking meaningful snaps for the Saints? No. no, Drew Brees is the guy, you right. know, it ain't nobody else. So, I mean, it's the same exact situation, but it's just how are you coaching those guys throughout the week? You know, your starter's going to get 75 to 80% of the snaps and your backup is going to get the other 20 to 25%, and that's it. That's what you're getting and roll with it, you know. To the phones we go, Mike on line one. Go ahead, Mike, you're on WWL. Hey, man, um, yeah, I'm just sitting here listening to you all on the radio. Um, you, you said that uh, you said it was an overrated Miami team. I think we was an underrated LSU team that went in there. Perhaps and took care of business, I agree. You know? There's a there's a there's a bit of both there. Yeah, I agree with you, Mike. I agree, hundred I mean, percent. On, on, on a neutral field, on a neutral field, you know. Hey, they, yeah. they put they put Miami where they had them at number number eight. Look, I mean, maybe maybe they need to go. I don't know how they how these uh, how they rate the uh, in the you know how they rate the rank teams, you know, in the order they rank them. But I mean, I think we was an underrated LSU team that went in there and took care of some business. So. <laughs> Look, I think I think they both should have been ranked fourteen and fifteen, or sixteen and, and fifteen, or whatever yeah, it is. I think that's kind of where they belong. See, this is why, yeah. Mike. This, this is why the college football playoff committee doesn't have rankings at the start of the season, right? Because right? it doesn't right. matter. It doesn't matter. Because, like, I get it. The Associated Press. And I'm not dogging anybody with the Associated Press. I think they're a fantastic media outlet. But I, I just think I, I just don't like preseason polls for this reason because right. you run the risk of being drastically wrong. And very little chance you're going to be incredibly right. Well, yeah, and I mean, aside from right. aside from Alabama, you, anybody can project. Hold on, Mike. Anybody can project um, Alabama at number one. I mean, and you're going to be right. They're they're going to be the best team in the country in week one. But you know, trying to decipher LSU, are they twelve? Are they twenty five? I think that right. most of those teams between fifteen and twenty five, they're pretty much the same kind of interchangeable team. team. Yeah, you're right. They pretty much are. Go ahead, Mike. Right. Okay. Yeah. That. That's. That's. Yeah. I, I can understand that. Yeah. Um. But I, I mean, I think we went there and took care of some business on a neutral field. And I mean, that. That. I, I mean, what, what other team has jumped? Has jumped from twenty-five to number eight? I mean, that's a big. That's a big jump. It's happened a few times. Florida did it yeah. a few years ago. It has, and you know what? And yeah. I think the posters were just waiting for LSU to do something like mm-hmm. this to give them that, that, that ranking. And it's, you know, they're deserving of a higher ranking than twenty-five. But right now, 11, I think that's, you know, we'll see. We'll see We'll to, see where we go. To be fair to those pollsters, though, I, I sat there and condemned the polls. But, no. But here, here's the thing. There was a lot of unknowns about mm-hmm. LSU. Mm-hmm. There were a lot of unknowns. Breaking in a new quarterback, a new running yep. back. 
offensive line play, uh, wide receivers. So there were a lot of uncertainties, and that's why you, you saw them perhaps get rated around 25 because you just didn't have enough answers to the test. No, you don't. You don't, you don't have enough answers. And then once, you know, when you do go up against a Miami who you have ranked at a number eight, and then, you know, and you beat those guys, then you kind of flip-flop positions basically almost. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, they, they did stand up to that test, and they really played very well. And I give them a, a B-plus, maybe around a B. And, you know, in that particular game, there's a couple things we could have seen them do better. But you know what? They handled everything perfectly, a neutral field. Um, you know, handled being ranked number 25, going up against a ranked number eight, uh, Miami. And then I'm going to tell you, you know, Rozier was a, a, was a resilient quarterback that night. We beat him up, man. And he was the go-to guy for their offense. Had they had any kind of running attack with their running uh, with the running backs, then, you know, I think they went away from it too soon. That would have helped them out a little bit because mm-hmm. then they wouldn't have to just sit back and, and toss the ball around like they did um, and then get, you know, Rozier beat up while he was just running design quarterback. Running and you bring up a great point, Herb, which the beating that Malik Rozier took, and that affected his accuracy later in the yes, game. Yes, it did. There was a couple times where they were trying to mount that comeback. He missed a couple, I yep. would say, you tell me if they were not routine. Looks like r- pretty routine throws. One down the seam and a couple other outs. Uh, he, 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 that accuracy was was affected by the beating that he took. Yep. But I think that I agree. I think that other quarterbacks in the uh, in college football, if you're not beating them up like that, beating them up like that, then ultimately um, you're gonna have you're gonna have problems with, with with defending them later in the game. No, you're right. I mean, every all of it's 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 not necessarily routine because you got all kind of stuff and different you know uh, things happening, but. Definitely plays that were there to be made, he would would have made if he wasn't, you know, if his, if his right hip wasn't hurting as much as it did when he got hit. If it's, you know, if he could get his elbow up just a little bit higher and, and follow through a little bit better right. and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, of course. But, you know, we, look, kudos to our defense and Coach Aranda for calling a great game plan by, by getting in his face and making it tough for him and making it tough for the Miami offensive line so that our guys can actually get in that position to beat him up so that he would have difficulty throwing the ball in the future. Former LSU quarterback Herb Tyler. I'm Christian Garrick. Tiger tailgating. Phone lines are open at 504-260-1870. Text 870-870. LSU and Southeastern tonight in Death Valley. Kickoff is at 6 o'clock right here on the home of the Tigers, WWL. Go tight. On the text line at 870-870. The only reason they rank them so high, so it would look good on TV, like a good game against Auburn next week between two top ten teams. I guess that's a factor. Sure. I mean, you, it could be. You could want, be. I mean, you want, the, you want the networks to have the premier, premier games. By the way, 2.30 kickoff next week. LSU and Auburn. I hate that. That does not sound good. Why? We never play well at 2.30 kickoffs. <laughs> Maybe it's time to break that trend, though, man. Well, hey, man, I don't know if that trend is ever going to be broken. <laughs> I'm, I'm just being honest with you. We never play well at 2.30. Think about it. I know. Yeah. but hey, It's always tough. We, we start it. playing in the second half. Yeah, you got to play. I mean, you got you to get ready for it. So it is what it is. But I just don't like it. Text from 4034 on the text line at 870-870. Herb. Can you detail the difference between an official visit and an unofficial visit for college football recruits? Yeah, so an, an official visit is a visit where the actual university pays for the kid to come to the school to, to a, for a two-day trip, and they pay for the hotel, the food, and, and things of that nature, and then they take them on official, uh, you know, like tours of the campus, things of that nature. An unofficial visit is when a kid pays his own way to go to that school, whether it be for one day, two days, three days, or whatever it is, and he just goes in and on campus, and they go around and they tour the campus, and he sees the football facility, and and, the, and he talks to the coaches and things like that. So the, the 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 difference is one is paid by the university, and the other is paid by the kid or the parents of the kid himself. 
Former LSU quarterback Herb Tyler to my left. I'm Christian Garrick. Phone lines are open at 504 260 1870. Text 8787. Let's squeeze in a phone call real quick. Jonathan on line one. What's going on, Jonathan? You're all WWL. Guys, how are you? Good. Thanks for Doing asking. Doing well, Jonathan. Good. I'm, 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 I was thinking, and I'm, as y'all guys were talking, I was listening to the show, and I know everybody's calling in, giving me different perspectives. But what I'm looking to see, and, and as a, uh, uh, ex-football player myself, I, I played football with Kevin Falk, and I'm pretty sure you guys know who I'm talking about. Um, yes, we do. What, what, what I would like to see today is a killer instinct on offense, defense, and special teams mm-hmm. for 60 minutes. That's what I'm looking to see, whether it's Southeastern or Miami. That's what I'm yep. looking to see because late or in the, uh, in the third quarter last week, I, I didn't see it. I, I want to see him keep that foot on the pedal. And we, we, we grandfather in that mentality of that killer instinct like the Alabamas and stuff like that. No, I agree with you 100%, Jonathan. Um, you know, the, the thing about it, and Christian and I were talking about it in the stands on last uh, Sunday night when we saw it, and I said I just didn't feel comfortable with – pulling back or, or, you know, throttling down, if you will, because it's a mentality. It's a psyche of the mind. Once you once you pull back and you stop, you know, putting your foot on the pedal, per se, then it's very, very difficult to flip that switch and get back to that high level of playing football um, at all. So, and I'm 100% with you, and that's called Tiger football, man. That's playing from the first whistle to the last tick off the clock. That's what that's called. If you don't do that, then you're not giving your chance the best, the best yeah. op- or your team the best opportunity to, to be successful, not only in that game, but, but in future games as well. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you guys taking my phone call. Thank you. Thank you, you Jonathan. Jonathan. Enjoy your day, man. You know, I, I can relate to that because yeah, yeah, when, 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 you, when you do, for example, you do a three-hour radio show, right? Yep. You get off, you, you've kind of throttled back at that point. When you sign off there, you're, you're, you're kind of done. But then you're off the air and you're talking with your friends and they want to talk to you about, about yep. a, a sports conversation and you're like, huh, I can't re-engage because I just, I just disengaged. You right. know what I mean? It's the right. same kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, it's difficult. I mean, look, I, it's 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 one of those things where, you know, if you're not all in, then you can't go halfway in. Because mm-hmm. if you go halfway in, then you might as well go 0% in because you're going to look like a fool at the end of the day. But, um, you know, but look, ultimately, I think tonight, tonight is a night where we can come back and um, we can actually put the foot down on the pedal and start again. Let's call it the, 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 the second start of the season, if you will. Um, because you get you gain your, your best strides as a football team from the first game to the second game because now you know exactly what you guys are made of. Now you know exactly who's the quarterback, who's going to play running back, who's going to do this, who's going to do that. So now you go into this game, you should be all cylinders firing off at the same time. So we'll see. We'll see exactly what kind of team we're made of tonight. Three hours and ten minutes uh, for kickoff between the Backyard Brawl, LSU, and Southeastern. The campus is revving up here. You can certainly feel the energy, Herb. That's around this area, around the athletic administration building. Yeah. Southeastern has a good contingent of fans here. You know they're going to come down from Hammond in yep. that area. So it, it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun tonight. And what I like about it is sometimes these these crowds get a little, you know, out of hand. It, it just seems like everybody's here ultimately to watch a football game that even the Southeastern fans know that it's a, almost a foregone conclusion. So just mm-hmm. coming here wanting to see uh, their school, Southeastern, put up a good representation of, of the school and compete yep. with – uh, a top program like like LSU. We'll step away and come back for Roy on line two. This is Tiger Tailgating here on WWLAMFM.com. Tiger Tailgating here at the Athletic Administration is where you can find us on the campus of 
LSU. Phone lines are open at 504-260-1870. Text 870-870. Tailgaters are out in force. Just setting up. Look at this hot dog uh, little, little setup over there, man. They got, yeah, it, they got it rolling. That's old Dr. Bankston, man, one of the greatest people ever in the entire history of the world and <laughs> universe. That's, you know, he's uh, Dr. Bankston has been a long-time orthopedic doctor for LSU, and he's one of my good friends, and I love him. And he's over there making some hot dogs and got some Fritos over there. <laughs> Getting to the phones, let's go to Roy on line two. What's going on, Roy? You're on Tiger Tailgate and on WWL. Hey, Chris, and thank you for taking my call. You bet. First time, first time I ever get through. I called before, but just first time I ever get through. I wanted to uh, talk to Herb a little bit. Herb, uh, I'm 62 years old. I'm from Santa Monica, Louisiana. Yes, sir. All right. And, uh, when I go down to my, my memory of all the quarterbacks at LSU, I always got next to your name, winner, because uh, they always used to say you wasn't the tallest quarterback, but you was a winner. And I sure appreciate those years you did with LSU. I enjoy watching you. And Chris and I enjoy your show. I watch it every, uh, listen to it every evening on the way home from work. And uh, I want to say kudos to all the Tiger fans who's out there in that heat, ready for the game tonight. Go Tigers! There you all go. Right, Thank you, that Mr. Roy down at old, old Santa Monica. Man, I appreciate that. That's uh, That means a lot to me, you know. When, when people meet me today, even today still, they always say, well, I thought you was a little bit taller than that. <laughs> I say, well, I used to be. Um, <laughs> but, you know, hey, you know, it's not all about height. It's not all about, you know, all of the, the, the I guess, the visual things that you can see in the person. What really matters most is what's inside, and that's what comes out all the time. So I hope that I can com- I can still can have that kind of effect on people no matter what, whether I'm a – playing quarterback or, you know, working in construction with MAP or anything like that or on the radio working with, with, with K-Dog at WWL. As long as I can influence someone in a positive manner, that's all that matters. Your outlook is, is pretty impressive. Not only were you an outstanding college football player and quarterback, but um, you're, you're, you're pretty amazing with, with human beings in general, and, and your positivity, I think, radiates. Uh, and I've watched you now for – I was with you at Dallas last week. Yep. It, your, your energy and positivity radiates to, to a group, and I think that's something that, that probably made you a little bit special as a leader of a, uh, of a college football program like LSU. Well, you know, you just – you know, the, the one thing about me, man, is I try to uh, do unto others as I would want them to do unto me. Um, my dad taught me that at an early age, and he also taught me to, to be a man of my word and to just to stand up and to, and to try to – to bring joy to everyone's lives, um, you know, and I, I try to encourage my kids to do the same thing and anybody else that I touch in life, I try to get them to be the light of someone's darkness all the time, no matter what. It's a great outlook. Phone lines are open at 504-260-1870. Text 870-870. Coming up next hour, Mike Scarborough from TigerBait.com will join us, give us his perspective on today's matchup between LSU and Southeastern at 6 o'clock, and then Chris Blair at 4 o'clock, the voice of the Tigers, We'll carry you through the pregame show as well on the flagship of LSU. Yep. Phone lines are open at 504-260-1870 on the, excuse me, the uh, LSU Tigers radio network. Two down, one to go. Tigerbait.com's Mike Scarborough coming up next hour on your phone calls. Yes, sir. At 504-260-1870, text 870-870. This is WWL AMFM and .com. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.